Hi everyone, welcome to Oscar Wilde After Dark, a bonus series where we discuss the wilder side of Oscar nominees and winners. I'm Nick Rohrkraut. And I'm Sophia Simonello. And today we'll be talking about one of our favorite Oscar nominees this year, Jamie Lee Curtis. So in After Dark fashion, we'll be talking about roles that she wasn't nominated for. And this comes somewhat early in her career. And she did get some other award ceremony nominations and wins for these, which we'll get into. But we'll be talking about her roles in True Lies and Freaky Friday. So I'm really excited to dive into these. Yeah, I'm really excited too. She is an actress, I think, who is best known for her genre work. And I think primarily I think of her as a scream queen, specifically as Laurie Strode. Mm -hmm. But these two movies, she is also a comedy queen. Like these are two very (laughs) funny performances from her. And, you know, it's, it's hard because she just came up short, I think, with the Oscars with both of these truly I think these are both really strong performances from her despite the movies not being Oscar fair I think she she maybe deserved a nomination for at least Mm -hmm. one of these maybe both yeah True Lies does have some Oscar nominations so it feels like it could have happened especially with the precursors Freaky Friday not so much but I do really love her performance there too Maybe we'll have to cover Halloween this year because it has an anniversary. So maybe we can plan that in. I would love, love to do that. Another JLC moment. Yes. (laughs) We love our JLC moments, (laughs) including all of them this season on the red carpet and with press around her nomination. I recently saw that she, this is a very me thing to do. She's skipping the Oscar nominees dinner because it starts at 730, which means that the dinner would go past her bedtime, which I respect that decision (laughs) tremendously. Oh, Oh, Jamie. (laughs) Okay, let's get started with True Lies. The description here, if you haven't seen this film, a fearless, globetrotting, terrorist-battling secret agent has his life turned upside down when he discovers his wife might be having an affair with a used car salesman while terrorists smuggle nuclear warheads into the United States. This is directed by James Cameron and stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, and Bill Paxton. It was BAFTA and Oscar-nominated for visual effects. At the SAG Awards, Jamie Lee Curtis did get a nomination for Supporting Actress. At the Golden Globes, she won Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical. At the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, she also won Best Actress along with Best Director for James Cameron and Best Special Effects. And then at the American Comedy Awards, she won Funniest Actress in a Motion Picture. I'm not sure I would call this a funny movie, but... I do love the Mr. and Mrs. Smith of it all. I think in comparison to the rest of James Cameron's filmography, this is a funny movie. If we're comparing Mm -hmm. it just to what he's made, it's sort of interesting that he decides to make a movie that could be classified as a comedy. I find some of the comedy in the film unintentional. Like, it's it's humorous just because Mm -hmm. it is so over-the-top 90s like watching it today it feels a little dated but there like there's a moment when Arnold Schwarzenegger at the very end after you know he and he and his wife have this like kiss in front of this exploding nuclear bomb which is just an amazing James Mm -hmm. Cameron shot I love it it's so funny 
he looks at Jamie Lee and just goes, bye, and runs away. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think it veers almost on camp. Like that nuclear moment, just some of the action sequences too. Like you have the horse running through the hotel and the jazz band that. just mm-hmm. stopping. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what am I watching right now? <laughs> it is peak 90s james cameron we should probably talk about him now but there are a lot of oscar connections with this movie aside from jamie lee curtis who is now an oscar nominee we of course have james cameron who has won three oscars for picture director and film editing for titanic associate producer pamela easley was oscar nominated for visual effects for cliffhanger cinematographer russell carpenter won an oscar for titanic the editing team we have conrad buff the fourth and richard a harris who both won for Titanic and were nominated with Mark Goldblatt for Terminator 2, Judgment Day. We have the production designer, Peter Lamont, who won for Titanic and has nominations for Fiddler on the Roof, The Spy Who Loved Me, and Aliens, my favorite James Cameron movie. Art director Robert Lang won for Gandhi and was nominated for Travels with My Aunt. Our set decorator, Cindy Carr, was nominated for The Fisher King and What Dreams May Come. Our makeup supervisor, Jeff Don, was nominated for Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And our sound team, we have supervising sound editor, Greg Baxter, who was nominated for Cliffhanger. Re-recording mixer, Bob Beamer, who has seven nominations and four wins for Speed, Gladiator, Ray, and Dreamgirls. Re-recording mixer, Mike Minkler, who has 13 nominations and three wins with Black Hawk Down, Chicago, and Dreamgirls. And our supervising sound editor, Wiley Stateman, who has nine Oscar nominations. Say, decorated crew. I think you can expect that and see that with most of James Cameron's movies. He really mm-hmm. assembles a top-tier team, especially like working its way all the way down to the below-the-line categories, to the crafts. I think we can always expect that from his films. And we saw that this year with Avatar The Way of Water. James Cameron, though, I mean, how does this movie itself, before we get into more about Jamie Lee Curtis, how does this movie compare to other Cameron movies for you? What is, yeah, what did you think of True Lies? It's never a movie I prioritize to watch on my own. So watching it for this, I didn't really expect much of it, but I was blown away. Oh my God. It really is all of that 90s action and dialogue and scenarios that I haven't really revisited much of lately, you know, with all the Oscar viewing and doing like big Oscar best picture rewatches, but I just loved it so much. It really proves that he is a genius at directing action. And after Avatar The Way of Water, it's like even more concentrated here in True Lies. Mm -hmm. So I love that. I think in terms of his filmography, it's pretty high up there. I mean, you can't get really as epic as Titanic, but I think in what he did in making this, I feel like the story of this couple is somewhat overdone or reused throughout history. And I feel like he made it his own so well that I was just totally keyed into everything happening. I need to rewatch The Terminator's I always remember that the Terminator was my like first rated R film, but it was so long ago. So I need to rewatch those, but I would say it's in my top half for sure. Yeah, I think for me too, it's up there. I think that, like I said, 
like I mentioned, Aliens is my favorite Cameron. I feel like that is just action-packed from the beginning and works so well as a sequel to Alien, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, but that is such a slow burn. It's just a good change of pace and a perfect sequel, I think. But with this one, you're right. I think he proves that he is one of, if not the all-time action director. Like some of these sequences, and I really don't, action is my lowest genre, probably. Like I just don't prioritize it. I haven't seen as many action movies But with his action sequences, I am always invested. I think because they're usually, they're played so emotionally and they're always at the right time. They're very outlandish sometimes. Like the scene Mm -hmm. when the horse is like pulling him up the side of the building, the side of the Marriott specifically, which was very funny. (laughs) I thought pulling him up, I was like, oh, this is great. The fight scene in the bathroom when he's hanging out of the helicopter near the end of the movie. There are just so many great scenes in this movie and great action sequences. And on top of all of that, I feel like his issues for me as a filmmaker are always in the script. I think his screenplays usually need a lot of work (laughs) and have a lot of pitfalls that make me only really see his films as action epics, sometimes with characters who leave a lot to be desired. And here, you know, it's similar for me. I don't think the script is great all the time. And sometimes it feels somewhat dated when it comes to the politics. But I actually think one, those are definitely things that are indicative of the time, right? This movie was made in the 90s. But also, I think Jamie Lee Curtis does a really good job at making us overlook some of these drawbacks in the script, because she's so good at understanding and playing with the tone of the movie and in turning things that if they were played straight you would be like what is actually going on you would think Mm -hmm. what is actually going on right now why are they putting this character through this but because of how she plays up the comedy it really works and it feels then you start to think oh you know like these things in the script they're intentional and she's doing the most with something that would not have worked with another actress. Her power also is that I was the most interested in what her character, Helen, was going through the entire time. I think you were always on her side, and that's a power in not just the direction, but in the performance. Yeah, I think she really plays up the affair side of things Mm -hmm. to where it needs to be, too, because that plot line almost veers on awkward and not aging well at all especially the bill paxton character so but he's so good in this movie just to (laughs) he is really good (laughs) some of his lines are like borderline not even appropriate to repeat on here but (laughs) like when she's almost being raped by him and then they come in with this helicopter and the guns it's like teetering on such a fine line but she takes it there and I mean Jim too takes it there blowing the scene up basically in the end and then taking her into be questioned I feel like we get some good quotes out of her during that scene too and then she has to transition her character into being this like secret agent so like in Freaky Friday we obviously get a bigger switch but I feel like there's a lot to her character 
in this moment now that we get to see a different side of who she is. And then this plays into really well the scene where she's this sex worker and she has to go to the apartment. And I love how she just tears her dress apart and she's playing for Arnold's character, which like, again, a lot of this is so campy, like she can't see his face because he's in shadow the whole time i mean Mm -hmm. it's so stupid with the way he drops the quarter oh my god i love when when she's doing that dance and she falls (laughs) and you can see him sort of react in the background Uh i didn't read about this or anything but i'm wondering like I can imagine Jamie Lee doing that as part of the character on purpose. Like it Mm -hmm. not being an accident, but (laughs) Arnold thinking it was and like needing to help. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's just, it's, I keep saying like it's peak 90s, but it is. Like this Mm -hmm. is just, this scene, if you put it in a movie today, I just, I don't think it would, it would Mm -mm. play well. But I think having the, the idea that you are supposed to assume that both of these people have normal dull everyday day jobs is just also funny they really i think especially with the helen character try to make her look like a very like average mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) at times so when you get to this scene it is particularly great because i think that's when the again it's a genre cliche but when that like flip happens and you see this side of her Mm-hmm. It works not just in a comedic way, but in in the fact that you're rooting for this character to be more and to, you know, you're always, again, like I said, always on her side. Yeah, I love the makeover aspect. Like when she takes the water from the vase and just slicks her hair back. She's just so hot in this scene, too. And again, it's a flip that we never saw coming. And then she just tears up the screen later, becomes this huge action star, dropping the gun But again, it's like comedy action. There's this fine line and it goes back between them fairly often. Yeah. And this scene is, it's so tricky and it has become, I think, an iconic scene in Jamie Lee Curtis's filmography. And I think the fact that she doesn't know that she's doing this for her husband makes it even funnier to me. She has to balance, again, a seriousness to the scene, but also the comedic tone of the scene. And I feel like she does that so well like she's both confident and vulnerable in the scene which i also think is hard to pull off Mm -hmm. do you have any other favorite performances i mentioned bill paxton i think he's fantastic in this movie i feel like he's the standout performer aside from jamie lee curtis it is interesting to see arnold here as sort of a a take on james bond it feels very pierce brosnan bond-esque to me Mm -hmm. but yeah i would say bill paxton for me and of course, Jamie Lee Curtis. I think Tom Arnold is also hilarious in this role. He plays Harry's sidekick. And I feel like his comedic timing here is just so perfect. And his lines, his line readings, everything is just so good. And like even somebody who really doesn't have that much screen time, it's like I'm still excited to see him on screen again. Because you don't know when he's going to come back. But yeah, I love his character too. Yeah, he's great too. Why do you think Jamie Lee Curtis signed on to this movie? So, I mean, probably for Arnold too. I feel like having a chance to work with James Cameron, he hadn't made Titanic yet. But he did just make 
Terminator 2 a few years prior. So I feel like Jim was on the up and up. And these were two big stars that could potentially not only change his career, but elevate theirs as well. Why do you think she signed on? And then I guess Arnold too, if you have a different answer. No, I think I think that makes sense for Arnold. He really is this like this film just it does fit really well into his filmography, especially as a next step for him. And it just if you look at Arnold's 90s filmography specifically, it really is just it's perfection, really, for what you <laughs> what you would imagine him to make. Like you have Total Recall. Kindergarten Cop, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I am skipping over some. Last Action Hero, True Lies. It's just, it's excellent. Have you? Are you a jingle all the way person? I mean, I end up watching it every year, but it's not really one of my favorites. <laughs> that's when I was a kid, though, that I watched every year, probably more so than recently. Yeah, that's, I just, I had to bring it up, especially because <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is also in a Christmas movie with her co-star in the next Another movie. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and I think with Jamie Lee, it's like this film allowed her to try new things, but also really like tap into some of her best skills as an actress. So she's really good at, at comedy. And this film really allows her, I think, to like play with that in a new way. And we know from her work in the Halloween movies that, I mean, those aren't technically action movies, like they're horror films, but she knows her way around like a tense, violent, dramatic scene. And this film, I think, just showcased her range, which is really cool. And I don't, she mentions like how much fun she had on this set and how it was such a good shoot. And do you think this couple has chemistry? So not really. Like in some scenes, yes, but... It's hard for me to see Arnold having chemistry with anyone. He just is a very, um, his presence for me, especially like in movies, it's just not sexual. So I have a hard time thinking he has chemistry really with anyone. But I think that she really does her best to like bring that connection between the two of them. And I do think it's there, especially at the end. But again, it's just, I see him almost as just like a human action figure where it's impossible for him to really have on-screen chemistry with a woman in a romantic way, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think the way that they're framed as a couple works in the movie because they're at first not together all that much. And apart from the like fake strip tease of it all, it's not very sexual. So I feel like it's a somewhat innocent picture of them as a couple so yeah I mean it worked for me and the way that they don't really know who the other person is not only lends this mystery but it's almost like they shouldn't work as a couple Mm -hmm. and then in the end you know things are so out of proportion that I think that helps us as an audience see it work in a way that maybe for some it didn't at first so I don't know if that like changed for you throughout the movie yeah definitely I think it really does at the beginning it's it's rather disorienting I would say it's sort of like what this is, <laughs> they're together this is sort of weird and I was thinking about Mr. and Mrs. Smith a lot when I was watching this mm-hmm. and in that movie Brad and Angelina have so much chemistry that it feels like you're watching something you shouldn't 
And here, I don't think that Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger have that. But I think this is a much better movie. I think actually as a movie, I like the action sequences so much more. And I like how it plays with your expectations of their relationship so much more Mm -hmm. compared to that movie. I think this one is just like, it's, it's much stronger in not just what it's trying to say, but as a piece of entertainment. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's definitely more depth here. In developing that relationship versus Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I mean, primarily the Brad and Angelina one. Because that one also, to me, veers way more on the comedy aspect. But I think that's in part due to Brad Pitt, just as an actor and what we know him as. Or at least at that point in time in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. No, totally. I completely agree. All right, the excuse me what award for worst line reading or moment of dialogue. I think we can also put favorite quotes in here or just funny, Mm -hmm. funny moments that are funny things that are said. (laughs) What do you have? There are so many. There are so many funny ones. (laughs) Okay, so my favorite guest appearance in this movie is Charlton Heston. I think. Oh my God, yeah. That is just iconic. He's wearing this (laughs) eye patch, he's his boss, and. They're trying to get information about this terrorist organization and who they later in the film end up following. But he says, so far, this is not blowing my skirt up, gentlemen, with the information they're getting. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) So funny. Uh, So I I mentioned the one where he just says bye in the really awkward Mm -hmm. way to her, where I'm like, this (laughs) couple is not together. Like, they have never... (laughs) spent any time together whatsoever slash arnold is just is just really really awkward which is funny because you Mm -hmm. imagine him to just be this guy who like has everything under control but really Mm -hmm. he just he feels very awkward around women which is funny the Mm -hmm. script again like cameron's writing Mm -hmm. is so tough for me (laughs) there are things that i don't imagine arnold schwarzenegger ever saying Mm -hmm. there's another one that i love when they're captured And Arnold's looking at the bomb and the guy wants him to say what it is. And he says, oh, I know what that is. This is an espresso machine. (laughs) And then there's a beat and he's like, no, it's a snow cone machine. (laughs) Like, (laughs) This is not the time to joke around. But of course, they make it that. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. And then Jamie has a really good one. She goes, I married Rambo. Oh, that's that is good. I did like that one a lot. When they're talking about code names, Jamie Lee's like, Natasha? (laughs) He says, no, Doris. (laughs) And I love the play on this at the end, and Gib on the other end of the phone is like, Doris and Norris? (laughs) What a great team name. (laughs) Yeah, the ones, like I said, the Bill Paxton quotes are way too much, but the way he describes the used car says, the vet gets them wet. (laughs) Oh my god. I can't. (laughs) Okay, next one we have is the What is Happening Award for most confusing or out there scene in the movie. I feel like there are so many you could pick in Cameron movies because all of his action sequences are so out there. Mm -hmm. They work really well, but they are just, they're very creative. But I think, I mean, the the biggest scene in the movie is sort of the answer to this. It's Mm -hmm. It's the Jamie Lee... Helen striptease like that that has to be the scene it shouldn't work but it really does the circumstances around it are so bizarre Mm -hmm. the comedic timing is just so good in that scene and I just I think she looks she looks incredible she's 
yeah, it's just, it's a great scene, but it is just so, again, it should not work, but it does. I think on paper, it makes so much sense because it's this turning point for each of their characters, but then also for them as a couple. And the way the scene transitions from being playful into something really serious and how they get captured, I think is just so smart. I also just love the idea of her getting nominated and this being her Oscar clip. (laughs) (laughs) The falling moment from her dancing. It would be so so good. (laughs) I think the other one, it's less out there when you think about it. It's the big action scene. Because when you're first watching it, you're like, okay, you know, they're fighting. They're in this bathroom. I feel like we got that in a Bond film, actually. Um, Mission Impossible. Oh, that's what I'm thinking with of. Henry okay. Cavill. It's really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, it's this action fight. We're following them. And then Henry is on horseback. And then he's riding through a hotel along with his motorcycle. And I was like, what is happening? And then they're going up the elevator. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. And then they're going to yeah. jump buildings. It just escalates <laughs> over and over and over. I yeah. literally was like, what is happening? <laughs> Truly, the name of the award works so well for both of these scenes. But that's like a lot of Cameron's action sequences. You're like, how did he choreograph this? You know, like what Mm -hmm. all went into this and how to navigate all these different set pieces to make it work, not just like for the characters, but for us as an audience, it's it's really exhilarating to watch his action sequences. Mm -hmm. I. I love it and they work I can't articulate exactly why they work for me in a way that other action films sometimes don't. Also you're right about Bond. In Casino Royale, I think he has a fight in the bathroom. Daniel okay. Craig. I yeah. I thought it looked familiar for him. Yeah. I think another like what is happening award should go to any scene involving Arnold dancing. He is stiff as a board. <laughs> <laughs> the tango, yeah. Because Jamie Lee is so good at it. Like, she's just, like, really into it. She and, Yeah, she takes it there. And he does. He cannot. <laughs> Going back to the action sequence for a second, I think it's important to note that Terminator 2 came right before this. Like, came a couple years ago because those effects, they won at the Oscars. But everything is so practical in this scene. Like, you have people running out of the way. So, yeah, again, the choreography, like you say... That's part of what I was amazed at is like, how did they get all of this to happen safely and capture it on film? And it's just such an extended scene that there's so much going on, so many extras, so many components that had to go right. So yeah, that's why I also love the scene so much. And I think we know the answer to this, but if this was the first movie you watched starring Jamie Lee Curtis, would you ever watch another movie from her again? Oh, absolutely. She does have some action before this. The irony there is Blue Steel a few years prior was directed by Catherine Bigelow. (laughs) I don't think it did as well at the box office or with critics, but I think it's interesting to see how these roles seem more out there compared to her other works. Like she was really known for A Fish Called Wanda, but she was also in the My Girl films before this. So she plays this very motherly role. So I think the switch to seeing her here is also really drastic. But also for those earlier films, I would still say yes. I would watch another Jamie Lee film. Yeah, absolutely. If I saw this movie first, I would be buying 
Jamie Lee Curtis stock. I think it's a <laughs> it would be a perfect first yeah. film of hers to watch because she really can do it all, and I think she steals the show. So, yeah, definitely. So, legacy of the film. Do you think it's aged poorly or become better with time? Had you seen this before? I had not seen this before, actually. Okay. Um, but I, I thought it was great. It, I had seen, like, bits and pieces of it on, like, TNT or Bravo, maybe, like, over the years on cable. But I had never actually sat down to watch it. It's also really hard to find. Like, mm-hmm. physical media is hard to find. The It's not on streaming. So you really have to get creative in how you want to watch it. I will say that. But I, I think despite what I said about, like, some of the sexist storylines and everything like that around it, some of the politics, I don't think it's aged that poorly, really. I actually think it's sort of an underrated, underseen gem in Cameron's filmography. Like, mm-hmm. I think people should be talking about this as much as they talk about some of his other films because... I think it is, it's quite good. And I think it overall, like throughout Cameron's filmography, like if I'm thinking about all the women in his films, I mean, I love Sigourney in Aliens, obviously, mm-hmm. as Ripley, but I don't know. Like I, I really like the Jamie Lee Curtis performance, I think is a reason to come back. And the comedy for me really works. So I think it definitely has potential to get better with time. They just need to improve the ability to watch it. This would be a perfect, like, Netflix or HBO Max movie, like, to put yeah. on their streamer. I feel like a lot of people would have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, I mean, one, I'm surprised because there's also a CBS show now, True Lies, where they, like, adapted it. I haven't seen it or anything. I don't think I realized that was based on this. I think I thought it just had the same name because <laughs> it sounds like a CBS, like, NCIS type of show. Yeah, but there was another thing because I was like, why can't I find this anywhere? I started finding all of these articles of Eliza Dushku saying she was sexually assaulted on set during production of this film. And she was only 12 when she filmed this. That's dark. And I don't know if there was anything recent happening with that case. But yeah, I think the accusation alone would have made them kind of scale this movie back. So... I'm not surprised in a way, but yeah, just an awful situation. We need to one day talk about my favorite Eliza Dishku film, Bring It On, on After Dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and if you could give this movie one Oscar, what would it be? I mean, I'm tempted to say special effects or visual effects because it was nominated. Like, it is a really good aspect. It's what we've talked about a lot. But, you know, I think it would be Jamie Lee getting her that nominee. I think... This would have made for a great first nomination. Like her winning some of those precursors is amazing as well. But yeah, I think she's just perfect in this. Yeah, I completely agree. I also think that the nominees this year in Best Actress, there was absolutely room for her. And she would have been my personal winner, honestly. Like the nominees this year were Jodie Foster in Nell, Susan Sarandon in The Client, Jessica Lange in Blue Sky, Miranda Richardson in Tom and Viv, and Winona Ryder in Little Women. I love Winona, but mm-hmm. those other performances, I don't think people are talking about those at all today Yeah, in the way that people talk about Jamie Lee Curtis and her career, but also her performance in True Lies, which, like we said, spans different genres. She elevates material that could have been terrible in the hands of another actress, quite frankly, Madonna was considered for this part and I can't even imagine what that version of this movie would be like 
But yeah, absolutely. Jamie Lee Curtis for Best Actress. Oh, and do you firmly think like it's a Best Actress nomination, not supporting? Yeah, I think she's a co-lead. I think I would consider Mm -hmm. them both co-leads. There's stretches of the movie where she's not in it, especially in the beginning. But she really takes over. Like once her Mm -hmm. character becomes the center of the film, it is her movie through and through. So that was a preview of our After Dark episode on Jamie Lee Curtis. You can find the rest of the episode where we discuss her role in Freaky Friday at patreon.com slash Oscar Wilde. And I will say it was a blast. So I'm glad we talked about both of these films. Yeah, our After Dark series has been so much fun. And I feel like it gives us a lot of flexibility in the season sometimes to talk about actors or performances that you know, would never get nominated at the Oscars that we can't talk about on the main show. So I'm very excited also for what's to come for the rest of the year with the After Dark series. And we do have to say, because as I was going through editing, I was like, wow, we did not recognize the potential for Jamie Lee to actually win. So we have to say we recorded this way before she won and We just have to compliment her on actually pulling it off. So congrats on Academy Award winner Jamie Lee Curtis. But yeah, I loved finding different ways to either veer into potentially nominated material or just like laugh out loud bangers and a great time. We really didn't give her enough credit. We were like nominee Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, she's nominated. And I think, you know, People voted for her in the poll that we posted on Patreon because she really has had such an incredible career and Mm -hmm. she has so many fun movies to choose from. So, yeah, I I loved this episode. And, yeah, if you want to listen to the rest of the episode and the rest of our After Dark series, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash Oscar Wilde. We'll also have a link in the show notes and get ready for a fun season ahead. And we will be back next week celebrating our season four premiere, talking about the 80th anniversary of Casablanca. So get ready for that as well. I'm really excited for this episode. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you all again. And we will see you next week. 